Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. You can find us and listen to our live programs. You can listen live by phone at 515-605-9375. You can find us online at blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA podcasts and Marvelous Monday under that banner. And before I give you over to your host for Marvelous Monday, my amazing mother, Dr. Shirley McKellar, I just want to say one quick thing to everyone. Maybe it's because I'm feeling a little sensitive since I have this new baby or something, but we Mm -hmm. have such a humanitarian crisis going on. We have many humanitarian crises going on, but it's breaking my heart and it's breaking our hearts uh, here at Blog Talk USA and Marvelous Monday uh, to see what's going on from a humanitarian standpoint and to hear some of the rhetoric that we're hearing uh, about wanting to close our doors to refugees from Afghanistan. These are our brothers and our sisters, and I just, I ask everyone out there listening, because it's such good people that we have who listen, and the power of our uh, prayers and our thoughts are just so strong. Let's just all please, please pray an extra prayer tonight and every night for those babies, those moms, those dads, those brothers and sisters of ours. Uh, that that they may get through this time and that we may not, uh, as a country, fail them. So that's just my little note for tonight. And now my mother, Dr. Shirley McKellar, is on. Welcome, Dr. McKellar, and welcome, Dr. Hackney. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, Dr. McKellar, let me see what's going on with your phone line. I know you were on there. And, oh, yep, you got cut off. And now I've got your line open, I believe. Okay, so am I there now? I am. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hey, good, e- good evening, Dr. Hadley. Good evening, uh, Hello. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. we can hear the. I can hear the compassion and the love in your oh, voice. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be talking. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about uh, that tonight. Uh, and because you got some warriors on, Dr. Hagney, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Arthur, uh, myself, who. Uh, who are warriors uh, that served in the military. So we, we're yes, going to talk about yes. actually what's going on, but we always want to start mm-hmm. first with with our update on what's going on in the COVID world. So we're going to go to yes. Dr. Hagney first, of course. I know that our other guys are not on quite yet. Mr. Arthur's not on yet, I guess, and, and, and Pastor Cooper's not on just right now. 
so, uh, but and I was I had the distinct pleasure of seeing those gentlemen on Thursday uh, evening, and we're going to talk about uh, that as well. It was amazing, and you probably I'll have to send out the article, the newspaper article uh, that talked about the um, the boarding school. And uh, it was an outstanding event. We had about 65 or so or 70 people to come out on Thursday evening to share uh, that with us. And the stories was just uh, unbelievable. But let's go to let's go to COVID-19 and start with Dr. Hagney. Then we're going to circle back and we're going to talk about uh, Thursday evening and then we'll also obviously we'll end with uh, Afghanistan war and and the things that are going on right now. But Dr. Hagney, I'm going to mute out and I'll well, give it to you and bring us bring us up to date, please, sir. Well, very good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You know, there there are some um there is some exciting news uh, and and as we talk about the COVID virus tonight. Uh, <clears throat> of course we know the Delta virus is uh what it's doing is it's so important that we get the vaccination into the arms and everything, but uh, what what occurred today was Pfizer's approval for uh, well FDA approval for Pfizer, and uh, when we think about there are still three out of ten individuals in this country not vaccinated, number saying today like 735 deaths per day and something like 180 uh, pediatrics uh, per week, and then of course we don't have a vaccine on the 12. Let me let me tell you why this is very significant with with Pfizer. And also, I need to talk about uh, the what occurred on the emergency authorization. As you know, there are, and we hope this is an individual who's been waiting for full approval, FDA approval of Pfizer, will will come on and get vaccinated now. But I think there's a need for individual understanding what occurred authorization. This really <clears throat> got started to a certain extent with the development of the cancer drugs. When you when a drug in clinical trial and you see uh, a vaccine. You see some where the benefits are really, really outweighing the, uh, the complications. There's a need to go ahead and uh, utilize this drug or this vaccine in this situation because it's almost a life death, a life threatening situation. This was occurred with the, with the uh, FDA approval of Pfizer and Moderna and uh, Johnson Johnson products. And so now with Pfizer getting that, and there are people who are waiting for the FDA approval. They need to understand that doing the under the emergency programs. These drugs are very effective, and just stop and think about if we didn't have this authorization for utilization on the emergency uh, authorization, how many people would not have been vaccinated? So we have to look mm-hmm. at that side of the people who benefited from from these vaccines while they were under the uh, of the authorization there for the those individuals who will will come and. and uh, won't be a reason for them to delay in the future, but I think that's going to be very important. <clears throat> but I also want to mention um, uh, people need to understand uh, about their discussion about the booster that's coming on board, but people need to understand about why, how the vaccine stimulates the immune system. And then so the, the, the concern is, is uh, really to a certain extent that Israel study where it began to show somewhere post eight months there might be a winging of the um the immune system, and so as a precaution, I know Israel and some other countries have started uh, uh, the booster shop. Uh, there are some concern from researchers and some people on the committee that about the time of this war in America. Some people want to wait a little later, but everything. But anyway, it is improved after September 20th. 
the booster shot can be utilized. Now, what really drove this was the young, the uh, um, the uh, immune group who appeared early as the early uh, recurrence of this. So, the immune compromised individuals who based on this booster shot uh, is for initially, and they're going to use a similar rollout. So, that's going to be a, uh, a way we have to implement that. And then, of course, uh, that whole booster system. Now, what 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 presents itself here is something like three different groups. Uh, we have the unvaccinated group. We have the immune compromised group. I'm talking about after 20, so we have the booster group. Then also what occurring today, several groups and other groups are demanding their employees uh, be vaccinated. So after September 20, we're going to have probably about four different groups uh, needing to be vaccinated. So this is going to be very interesting to see how this sells out. I want to say uh, this past week uh, we were able to run two simultaneous sites at one time, which was a, a name changer for us. I was really busy last week setting these two sites up. Uh, this past year we had two successful uh, vaccination sites that was that was completed, and that was that was very that was very important to do that. Now we also have in, in the neighborhood of six other sites that are ready to go. And I'm saying that to say this, as we set these sites up, there's a need to get information out, flyers out, brochures out to the community. For example, we distribute something like a 1,000 flyers per county uh, when we go into a particular county. And so I'm just uh, sort of going to request now there's some, we probably need some assistance in paying for some of these flyers, so I just want to put that out there because uh, we these flyers are very important to get the word out. We target all the black churches and everybody else in that community, so we saw that need some help with uh, uh, some some support in paying for some of these flyers and these brochures. Like I said, we have six sites that are ready to go here in Northeast Texas, and so we just want to thank you about that. And I think about that, and I'll can, uh, let you know how you can access supporters. That's right. time for the vaccine, yeah. but we need to get everybody in line for this vaccination. Okay? Yeah. Please get me that information uh, as soon I'm as sorry. you can, and I will post it. As soon as you can get me the information, uh, I will post it on the Facebook and for uh, this episode page and continuously well, uh, as soon well, as you I can, have that. Well, is the, uh, I can give you is, is nethealthcaretaskforce.org. All one word. Oh, net excellent. Health, net, that's our net healthcare. Nethealthcaretaskforce.org. Got it. Thank and we, you. And we and we have a PayPal account there, so appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Awesome. And very good. Uh, Dr. You're Agnes, welcome. We we actually, uh, Mr. Ellis and Dr. Agnes spoke to Net Health about. Uh, um, that Smith County Health Department, because there's funding and there's money there in their kitty right now that they actually can help uh, to do this. Uh, they are working real closely. Uh, Dr. Hagney probably already knows this, that they sent their mobile unit out to the Hispanic community uh, this past weekend. And, um, and But we want to make sure that all uh, underserved communities get this information and have the access of getting out to every single one of those because there are there's still some uh, underserved people uh, in our communities across this nation who is not getting the health care they need, who's not getting that information, and, and that would be a great way to help uh, the net 
the, the Northeast Texas Task Force to be able to disseminate information out to the African American community and other underserved communities, uh, Asian communities, all, all the communities that are people of color that don't mm-hmm. really have access to health care to be able to get mm-hmm. it out because what's happening is the task force is carrying the health care to the community, which is what has to happen. And so kudos also to, uh, and I think not only Pfizer, but I believe Moderna as well, I believe, uh, was approved today as well. I thought I heard that both of them were approved, but of course we know that Pfizer was. But I thought, and Dr. Hagney, correct me or not, or Ms. Rihanna, if you okay. look that up to find out for sure, okay. But, uh, and Mr. Arthur is on. I just got a thumbs up uh, from him. He is on. Uh, that's one of the things that I actually was one of the keynote speakers. I actually the, was the keynote speaker on yesterday for the uh, Global Women's Health Summit, which was amazing. Uh, it opened up on yesterday, and um, we opened up. Yes, it opened yesterday morning with the international. Uh, prayer day, as you know, yesterday was International Prayer Day, so there was prayers over the nation, and then I uh, spoke at 2 p.m., and let, let me just share with you that, and I just sent that the flyer out of that with some of just some of the speakers. It just was amazing, but one of the speakers, and, and Pastor Cooper is on as well. He just got, gave me a thumbs up, but uh, the young lady that you are going to see on that flyer, and that's the reason why I sent that flyer to you guys. Uh, it says uh, Rosetta, Rosetta Chris. Rosetta Chris uh, is actually from, uh, well, she was born in Tyler, Texas, went to high school uh, with my daughter, the other Dr. McKellar, and uh, she was going to be one of the keynote speakers and died of, of uh, COVID on, um, uh, she died on Saturday. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. She died on Thursday. She died on Thursday. Or five, oh my God. one of those days, yes, and the and the uh, conference kicked off on yesterday. And so they're preparing her funeral right now. She lives in uh, Detroit, uh, Michigan, her, but as I said, she hails from Tyler, Texas, working on her Ph.D. in, uh, in education. And uh, some of the things that she covered and her focus is on, um, is on uh, grieving, the grieving process and everything, but she got, she came down with COVID uh, a few months ago and have had continuous heart issues because I want people to understand and realize uh, the side effects that continues to go on and on and on with this COVID we had in our family, and uh, Dr. Hagney knows uh, a, the 12 and below, uh, there's no vaccine for them, my little three-year-old cousin. Uh, daughter who is no my cousin who has a three-year-old daughter uh, came down with COVID they live over there in uh, they live in um, in Louisiana and what happened was the parents came down with COVID and uh, but they are vaccinated had very mild symptoms but obviously they couldn't have the daughter the baby to be there with them so so the baby went home with a, with a, one of their friends but the baby wanted to be with her parents and so I know that was a weak moment for the parents and hearing their baby cry and so forth so they went and collected their baby and then the baby now has COVID three years old oh, no. yeah. 
wow. can get oh anybody, everybody, everywhere. And mm. so you remember the fellow that was in the White House said, oh, it doesn't happen with kids, and uh, they, they're fine, and so forth. And, this, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know what kind of allergies and various things that children have that would cause them to have a very difficult time. So we have to continue to pray for um, for this country and see how we can help to eradicate this thing called COVID-19. So first let's bring the guys in, uh, Pastor Cooper and, and Mr. Arthur. Uh, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Open up and greet us, Mr. Arthur. But hang on. Yeah, hang on to my we can hear you. We hear you right now. Yeah, I am so sorry okay. that you're having okay. a difficulty. How y'all doing? We're, we're doing good. Let, we're doing good. Let me mute mine. Yeah, we, we, I'll mute out and you go ahead and talk. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm working, so let's get started. Okay. How about you, Pastor Cooper? Are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. Good evening. How is everyone? Good evening, Pastor Cooper. Doing well. Uh, yes, let me tell you, uh, Dr. Hagney and Miss Rihanna, Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur uh, held here in Tyler, Texas, on Thursday evening uh, to be with the uh, Piney Woods uh, Boarding School of East, uh, ooh, I almost said East Texas, of uh, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and we, were, we were just in awe of his, that's interesting, oh my goodness, is that an omen that I'm trying to put out there? But uh, right. we were in awe of the uh, story uh, to listen to Dr. Will Crosley uh, and uh, and talk about that school, and you could could you gentlemen not hear the passion in his voice when he talked about uh, that school, and to show you how much passion that he has, even though Jackson, Mississippi, or they're 20 miles south of Jackson, Mississippi, is not really that far, but he drove in, he and his daughter, uh, it's a five-hour ride, and then after everything was over, got in his car and drove back because he was scheduled to meet with the two senators uh, for uh, Mississippi, the United States senators, uh, to help and, and bring in more funding and more resources uh, to that school. And so uh, it's interesting. Um, let me see. I think Pastor Cooper brought out the fact that, uh, and I think we talked about it even on our Thursday show, that this this town, this school has its own township and uh, and the fact that they have their own water system and their own electric system and they sit on 2,000 acres of land and they grow their own foods and their own resources and it's just amazing uh, about this school. And so the, the people from the foster care uh, program and the people from CASA uh, program uh, was there to speak on uh, what they felt and what they thought and the fact that they have children in their system and these are not these are not troubled children these are misplaced citizens misplaced students because that was exactly what happened uh, with uh, with Dr. Crosley right gentlemen uh, he was misplaced yes. 
they were homeless uh, from one place to the next place to the next place. And thankful for this school, it came to his church when he was in the eighth grade, and he went to that school and graduated, went on to college, went on to law school, became a civil rights attorney, and then we we should have them on here right now talking more about yes. that school because we we're going to promote promote promote. And so uh, so what I'm going to do is, Doctor uh, Pastor Cooper, if you have some comments, and I'm going to try to reach out to. Um, uh, Pastor uh, Clifford Wright and see if he is still here in Texas. Uh, I think he was here through the weekend uh, there in Dallas visiting with family, and he was going to head back, may head back today. I'm not sure. But, but Pastor Cooper, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you talk a little bit more about it, and I'm going to try to reach out to him while you do that. Thank you so much. Sure. Matter of fact, I call him the mayor of Piney Wood, Mississippi, is what I called him, and uh, because they have their own zip code, their own post office, and they're doing tremendous things. I think they have 109 students. Uh, their students, as he said, uh, this is not a place to uh, send students that are uh, giving mom and dad troubles or causing problems and, and orphanages and, and things like that. Because if they come there, continue with that same program, he's going to just send them right back. So I love that uh, about it so that uh, other parents would not have concerns with discipline there. Uh, they have what I call spiritual formation classes. They all attend church every Sunday together. Uh, they get up with the prayer. Oh, by the, matter of fact, before uh, uh, any schooling goes on, they go to work, I think, about an hour and a half, 6 o'clock in the morning their day starts. So I was just all ears. Uh, and, and Dr. McKellar, when you get back on, just stop me because I can go on and on about this because I was excited about it. And as I said, as I did the benediction, is that um, – uh, anything dealing with education, I'm looking at it. Uh, I am a, a charter school. Now, watch this. I, I don't believe in the SB 1882 bill where it re- replaces uh, uh, education system. That, that is there for a reason. Right. And, 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 uh, so that's just to help them get back on, on, on course. That's not to make charter schools a permanent uh, uh, staple in, in our uh, school system. So what he is doing is, is setting the model, and I'm telling you, I'm ready to do whatever I need to do with our Texas state senators and United States senators and congressmen to open up something like that in Texas. We have to have it. I mean, and like I said, this is, and they're dealing with vocations, they're dealing with tech. Uh, they're on the cutting edge of all of these things, and they are preparing these students for work. And uh, 90, I think it's 90, 90% or 98% of their students all last year received scholarships and went to college. That's right. Go ahead on. Oh, no, you're exactly right. Not only that, uh, but it's consistently up there in the 90s uh, percentile that uh, that finish college, not just go on, but finish college, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a huge acceptance rate. Even the ones who don't uh, end up going to college, the few, are accepted to multiple schools. I mean, this is consistently... Year after year after year. It's just that I can't say enough about this school. I just thought, you know, I had <laughs> I had heard of this school years ago um, up here in Kentucky, but then, you know, they do have some ties to Kentucky, but, you know, it's got a reputation, and it's not a, uh, wow. you know, it's nothing to scoff at. It's an excellent reputation. So what an opportunity. Wow. I'm so, so excited for you guys that, that this yes, was great. such a success. That was great. 
Yeah, hey, I missed it that we was we were doing all these deals for these clinics, but that that's so impressive. Mhm. But we, Doc, we need yeah. to be doing those things for those clinics because that that COVID is just uh, taking its course in, in uh, different mm-hmm. areas. And I know she's trying to get a hold of them to get them online. Okay. But, uh, and that's I'm, a good, ba- I'm back right now. Yes, I'm so sorry, Pastor Cooper. I am back okay. right now, and I reached out to uh, Pastor Cliff Wright. He is actually on the ground of the campus right now. So he's going to call in in just a few oh. minutes. Uh, we'll know oh, he great. is actually the uh, recruiter uh, for the uh, for the school. But, uh, but yes, I, I'm – Is he from East Texas like, also? He is. He was born in Tyler, Texas, and left here when go. he was in the – when he was eight years of age, and his mother – and family moved them to California, and so he spent the rest of his life there. And uh, in, in, uh, you know, he's still there in California. He just actually is flies back and forth and working for uh, for the campus, and he goes all over mm-hmm. the country working to recruit uh, young that's students uh, to the to the campus. That's his yes, that's his task. But um, but story. yeah, it's it's a it's a, a wonderful wonderful. So he says, actually, I'm right here in Mississippi right now, right on the campus, wow. and because school is getting ready, yes, school is getting ready to start again. And speak it, let's go back to while we're waiting for him to call in. Go back to uh, uh, Dr. Hagney, and as we know, our school district has started here in uh in texas and tyler in particular and because that's where we are located and then mr anna could give us a report but we we don't have to tell people uh on the on the school campuses uh if we have a student that uh that is positive for covid they just uh they today they sent 12 students home from one school one school uh 12 students so uh so the the uh, cases are going to grow like crazy and yeah, they're right. not required to wear a mask and they're not wearing right. masks. That's and right. so uh, yeah, Dr. Hagney, I don't know what's, go ahead. You know. Yes. Yeah, they're yes. they're not going to grow. They're growing uh, here in Beaumont, Texas. We just closed down Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Middle School. Uh I think over 600 students there. And after that happened, uh the superintendent called a special school board meeting. And they voted today that uh, they're going to require every student, teacher, anyone that's on campus to have a mask on, and they're ready to take on the governor and anybody else that's coming after them. They're yeah. okay with it. But, you, know, I said, you know, I said earlier, the virus identifying the true leader, if you think about yeah. the superintendent, uh, we mm-hmm. were the site that we had over in Cass County. Uh, there was one in the school that was closed, and one of the passed away on the school board. He was he was discussing. They were talking about not informing parents that a kid is uh, positive, and he spoke out on the school board and said, "No, we're gonna be in trouble. Parents gonna give us a lot of trouble if they know we knew that a student was positive and we didn't let them know." So he he reverted that by being on that school board. He spoke out and change that so yeah. they're all allowing those students to, uh, to you know, to Amen. be notified by the parents. But that's what it, we need mm-hmm. individuals to speak out, because I could say that where we were in Canada, yeah. Canada when elementary school was closed, and, and perhaps you mentioned down in the Beaumont, we have requests for six sites to bring. Like one of those sites is north of you, north of Orange. They were saying a little rural town north of Orange over there. Yes. Uh, yeah. They wanted yeah. to come oh, in. Oh, it's called Bottom 
<laughs> right, not a lot. They say in, in a couple other places they want us to come. Oh, because they are inundated. Uh, it was on, and so we are. And I, I want to say again, the black pastors in the smaller churches. They uh, the, yes. the pastors. I, I, I my hat go off because all these six calls are from pastors that are that are calling us to come to their facility. And the pastor there in Cass County, they were. They even cooked for the group, man. <laughs> it was just amazing to see them work. But what was amazing to see those old black gentlemen walking in there on crutches and cane, getting vaccinated, yeah, and also that. seeing That's mothers right. mothers bring their their kids, their students in there because of school district, bringing them in there. And that one guy, they cornered one of the mothers cornered because he's a coach. I'm saying, well, he's a coach. <laughs> well, he's he's a little he's a little coach. So that was another reason why I said you must come and get vaccinated because you're around kids all day. So, so yeah, it was that. Yes. It was just a seeing that type of action. And some parents told they told they told their kids they can't come home back to that house if they don't get vaccinated. So this is what is happening wow. in rural areas, and it's, it is so critical. We we and so I'm in fact a couple I wouldn't call you because they want us to come down south of there and and put on a major event. I'll be talking with you about that. Sure, sure. You give you have my number. If not, Dr. McKellar has it. And, and hats off to you. That's what it takes. And tell you, great superintendent of school board. I take my hat off to him because yes. as the president of NAACP, yeah, I'm a candidate for governor, but uh, there's other work that I've done that I was elected to do. And one thing I've done is train people that's in position to take a stance and, and be bold about mm-hmm. the stance that they take. And, and they're yeah. doing that. We're empowering them, let them know that we have their back. And, and I'm asking anyone else that, that's asking their uh, uh, school board or uh, city councils to stand up. But like Dr. McKellar is a city council person, but she's just one representative of all the body of people. So when she makes right. a stance, a bold stance like this, we need the community to come to the next uh, uh, city council meeting, a school board meeting, and say thank exactly. you for taking that stance so they don't feel all alone. Exactly. There you go. Very exactly. good. Thank you so much hey, for uh, bringing Mike, that out. Uh, 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 go ahead. Yes, go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Hey, I was going to just like with the eight in the public school system, the ban on mass mandates has been dropped. But now, right, right. But but let me let me tell you right now. Go ahead. Now the just in that right, you know, you know that's not that's all I want to say right right now. Right, right. But let me let me just share this really quickly. And then we're going to bring we're going to bring in uh, uh, Pastor Cliff Wright shortly. But let me share this with you. And Pastor Cooper nailed it. It's going to take all of us uh, preachers, uh, community leaders, parents, in particular parents, because let me share this with you that masks are not being worn in the school districts here in Tyler, Texas. That's the one I can speak on. You can walk into the schools right now, and people are not wearing masks they're not wearing them so therefore please 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 remember this that it is not happening and we have to fight to make sure that it does happen and so there is people are not wearing the mask that's why i just mentioned 12 students 12 students were sent home in one school uh here in tyler today so we got to 
make sure that we're out there, like like Pastor Cooper said, attend the school board meetings, attend city council meetings, attend county commissioner meetings, all these meetings at the local level so that people will be protected, our students and our parents and family members in our communities will be affected because I can tell you there's long-term effect, long-term effect with that COVID-19. I mentioned the young lady who was on the supposed to be on the global summit uh, starting with us on yesterday, died on a Thursday, a fr- Thursday I believe it was. And mm-hmm. she, but her picture is still on the flyer uh, because mm-hmm. it was already long a time ago printed before, uh, before coming. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, Pastor Cliff Wright. Uh, good evening, Pastor Wright. Thank you for uh, for the spur of the moment of coming on and joining us, as you mentioned, you are there in Mississippi right now. So come on in. We were talking about what an amazing time we had with you and Dr. Crosley and his daughter that you came in, and your wife, uh, Sandra, that came in to uh, Tyler, Texas, and, and, and like, like a quiet storm and left out of here and left people talking about. And we thank the city of Tyler for bringing out the uh, tents and setting them up so that we would we would not be out in the open air and we were spread out and people had their masks on and so forth. And then, and then so let me just go ahead and bring you in and then we can talk back and forth a little bit. But thank you. Welcome to a Marvelous Monday. It's great to have you on the show tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. McKellar, for inviting me to uh, come on in tonight. Uh, I was actually thinking about it uh, in, uh, a few days ago and said, wow, I'd like to uh, come on the show again. So uh, you beat me to the punch. So thank you so much. Good. And, and this is a different, Monday night is a different audience than from Thursday. Uh, we actually mm-hmm. had uh, Pastor Wright in studio with us on Thursday. It was outstanding. And then we had Dr. Crosby who was traveling in uh, to uh, Texas. I told them how he got in his car and drove down five mi- five hours and then uh, spent the evening with us and then got in his car and drove back down there because he had to meet with the senators on uh, on Friday. We were just excited yeah. to have have you in. And so we were we're all in awe with this uh, this school. And as you know, and I, unfortunately, I didn't even think to bring in uh, Mr. Eric Williams, who is the who could not make it down to Tyler. Yeah. He is in the Dallas area now, who is going to do the documentary uh, on that school. But uh, go ahead. What what brings yeah. you? I know school is opening. Tell us a little bit about what's going on right now on campus and when the doors will be open for school. If in fact they're already open, just kind of enlighten us on what is happening down there in Mississippi right sure. now. Sure, sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, school actually started uh, a week ago uh, on Monday, and incidentally, uh, that all of the staff had to provide negative COVID tests, uh, including myself, in order to come on campus. Uh, We're very serious about protecting our students, and also um, they're they're strongly uh, urging everyone to uh, to get vaccinated. I got vaccinated back in, in March, in April, got my second shot in April. So thank God, you know, I'm, I'm clear. But we are, we're wearing our masks. Uh, that's something that we believe very strongly. Uh, even when I 
came on campus uh, at the gate. And one of these days, hopefully, you all get a chance to, to visit the campus at the gate. Uh, they took my temperature to make sure, you know, uh, nothing had crept up on me. Uh, so we're we're really mm -hmm. serious about protecting these students. It's a beautiful campus, uh, 2,000 acres, and uh, this is actually my first time on the campus. I, I live in uh, wow. California, and so that's a blessing for me to be able to work from home. But I had to see the campus, and, and God just worked it out that our student scholarship event in Tyler coordinated with a, another uh, meeting that we have here uh, this week, and that's why I'm here. Uh, we're doing some collaborative strategies uh, to enhance our curriculums and, and be even uh, more effective with our students, uh, providing them with some CTE programs where they will be able to not only uh, go on to college, but some of those students might want to go to work uh, in some trades, and so uh, that's that's why I'm here. But uh, Dr. Uh, McKellar, you did such a wonderful job of hosting the event in Tyler, and I was uh, truly uh, surprised about uh, the documentary as well <laughs> as the newspaper article in, in the uh, Tyler newspaper. And everyone is excited about it. I was able to be in a meeting today, and we're going to um, share that that link of the article in our newsletter. And so we'll, we'll be talking more about it. Go ahead. Well, we were we were sad. Uh, you know, there's such a shortage of everything. We're doing uh, business a little differently, and the media, the television media was not able to be there, so they reached out to me and said, could you have them to come on our parking lot and we'll interview them from our parking lot. Mm -hmm. And so I was not able to reach uh, uh, Pastor Cliff. He, they were preparing to come to the event. They told, called me at the last hour, the ninth hour, so to speak, uh, to ask if they could have uh, he and, and Dr. Crosley. Dr. Crosley was still traveling in, I believe, and because uh, this was around like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, the uh, event started at 6. That would have really been pushing them a lot. So what I said to uh, the news director, Mr. Steve um, Jackson, over at uh, CBS 19 is that just reach mm -hmm. out to Dr. Crosley and do a Zoom interview of him, and then maybe you can pick up some shots from uh, the campus because I – that that would that would be just great if you could do that. So uh, so they're going to work toward making that part of it happen so that people here in Tyler, Texas, and East Texas will know more because they wanted to correlate uh, the, the Piney Woods of uh, Mississippi with the Piney Woods of East Texas. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're we're just yeah we're just excited about everything uh, for you and and the work that is going on there on that campus. So let me also say that this is. The part that I want to give and this this year this right now uh, between um, May and up to uh, say a couple of weeks ago we were able to give away 30 scholarships 
to uh, to wow. two colleges, one in uh, Searcy, Arkansas, and the other one in mm-hmm. Raleigh, North Carolina, the St. Augustine uh, University, which is a historical black college. And, uh, and so we're going to make sure that next year when these students, these 2021 graduates, uh, uh, Pastor Cliff, we're going to make sure that we give some your students at Piney Woods some scholarships to St. Augustine University where Dr. Christine That's Johnson McPhail, who comes from, she hails from Tyler, Texas. And let me just tell you a real quick story on uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Christine Johnson Fennell. Uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Fennell was the first and only black and only female to be president of Cypress College in Cypress, California, and I'm sure that Pastor wow. Cliff is familiar with Cypress, California. She hails born. I went, yes, to, I went to high school with her. Okay, so then her husband was also uh, a, a Dr. Uh, Mel Fennell. I can't think of uh, Dr. Fennell's first oh Mac Mac well we call him Mac but he I can't think of his first name right mm-hmm. now but at any rate he was the president of Morgan State so they met and married so once they got once she got married then she moved from California down to um, to uh, the the East Coast, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, down to Morgan State. And so they lived there until he retired from Morgan State. And then they moved on. He was an engineer by trade, moved back on up to New York, which is where he came from. And then St. Mm -hmm. Augustine University reached out to him and wanted him and begged him to come to be the president of St. Augustine University. So he says, well, let me get back in because he was working as an engineer. Let me go back because he's been a college president for a very long time. So they moved from, uh, from New York down to Raleigh, North Carolina, where he became the president. He was the president for three months, came down with COVID-19, and died of COVID-19. Wow. Mm. So oh, I'm sorry. then... The wow. female, Dr. Fennell, prepares, funeralizes uh, him there in uh, the board, everything. They took care of everything with his funeral and all of that in Raleigh. And then she moves back up to um, to New York. And they begged and pleaded with her, look, you know, you know what the plans that your husband had for this college. Uh, you, we want mm-hmm. you to can continue out to carry out. The plans that he had. So she says, "Well, no, that was that was his thing, uh, you know." And so they kept after her and kept after her. And she finally said, "Yes, I know his plans, and I knew what he wanted." And so this was her mm-hmm. way to say, "You know what? I'm going to carry out the work of my husband." That's how she mm-hmm. became the president of St. Augustine mm-hmm. University. Then she reached out to me and said, "I want you to have all these scholarships." And I want you to give these scholarships out to deserving students to come to a historical black college. I want you to find students there in Tyler, Texas. But not only did we find them in Tyler, Texas, we went to San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth. We were all out there in North Carolina and Arkansas and everywhere. So we pulled in students for Miss Rihanna put the flyer together, put it out on a social media, and people were calling us from everywhere. And we sent them students. So I'm going to make sure uh, Pastor Cooper that, excuse me, well, Pastor Cooper, yes, but Pastor Cliff, that in tw- next year, when these students who are seniors in high school, please let uh, Dr. Crosley know 
we're going to make sure that some yeah. scholarships will go toward your young students. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so That's much. Authentic. Oh, I have a question. Uh, this, this is Dr. Agney. Uh, can you tell me how, how you provide your vaccine to your students? Is it partnering with one of the health departments? Or how, how is that being uh, handled? Um, you know, honestly, I have to get uh, that I'm, question I'm sorry, yeah. answered. Yes, uh, but um, they we do have vaccination uh, services on the campus, uh, and okay. not only for okay. the students but for the for the, uh, the staff as well. Very good. Very good. And I'm sure I'm sure you have a, a, a nurse on on staff. There are a medical team on staff there yes, at, we do. at the school. Yes, uh-huh. outstanding, outstanding. Well, we well, Dr. Hagney knows we we've been providing uh, for the college campuses here uh, because what the college uh, campuses are telling the students is that if they are not vaccinated, then you have to take courses online. Uh, if they, if in fact they are available for what you want to take, because every course may not be online, but mm-hmm. but they're because because there's been such an outbreak, and I don't know, uh, Pastor. Right, if we told you this or not, but Wiley College, you're familiar with Wiley College, had a massive outbreak uh, among their college uh, students as well as the staff, and that campus had to be shut down for 14 days uh, because of the outbreak at the school. So, So college campuses are being a little bit strict on the students coming back back on campus. But that's that. So... Go ahead. Yes, this, this Delta variant has um, is taking its toll uh, everywhere, and um, but you know we we have to do uh, the practical things, but we also need to do the spiritual things and pray, and you know just believe God uh, to be protected and use wisdom uh, at the same time. You know that we have to. Pray and work at the same time. That's all I can say, and and just believe God for the best. That's, well, that, well, that's, that's good. I'm so I'm glad you brought that up because what I say all the time, uh, Pastor Cliff and and uh, Pastor everybody on here can tell you that I say at the end of the prayer when we get up off our knees, if you can get on your knees, that's where the work begins. The prayer ended yeah, right. and now you got to hit the streets and make sure that the work uh, work begins and so I and I want to commend uh, those those beautiful beautiful uh, scientists the medical scientists and people all across the nation who have worked uh, here in America to uh, to get us a vaccine and I and I said to people vaccines are nothing new to any of us we couldn't even get in public schools until we were all vaccinated and that's exactly. how we were able to get rid of the polio right and the diphtheria exactly. and the measles and the mumps and the whooping cough and all of those things <laughs> that we have always and the now the big thing is the shingles and Fingers. so uh, yeah. and that that is a listen if you come anybody that has ever dealt with shingles they know that is probably one of the most painful because it's hitting those nerve roots, and that mm-hmm. can be a painful thing, a mm-hmm. very painful thing. So, uh, so vaccines are not new. And then we talked about the fact that, uh, and Mr. Rihanna, I think you said it was only the Pfizer that's been approved right now. You want to dialogue on that a little bit, Ms. Rihanna? Uh, from what I could find, the um, the Moderna uh, 
put in its application one month after Pfizer initially, and both right. applications were for a, a rolling submission process. And right. um, Moderna is now well into phase three, uh, so right. it should just be within the next few weeks. Is that correct, Dr. Right. Rodney? Right, that's exactly okay. correct. Right, and I think Johnson Johnson also blind. Yeah, that was back to understanding why the emergency, that process of the emergency authorization. See, even though we started this with anti-cancer drugs, when we see a drug and vaccine uh, is beneficial, then we can use it because it's talking about saving lives. But that product still has to go through that required steps. So that's why Pfizer, that's Pfizer has to go through those steps, and also that's where Moderna is. They're going through, they have to complete the clinical trials. And it's that cold data that FDA gives them a final, a final award. But it's a blessing that we have the authorization to use these products way early on. So that's what, and that's that's truly a blessing. Well, the other thing, okay. Dr. Hagney, you can probably you can probably uh, uh, back me on this is that this is COVID nineteen, which means that it's been around for a while. That's why we call it that's COVID nineteen. So that's they've correct. been dealing with this for a while. So. This is a technique that I'm going to start practicing that I learned from Dr. William Barber when I was on the road with him from Austin to D.C., and that uh, he has like three or four points, and he just repeats them over and over and over again, and it's kind of just in your mm-hmm. brain still tight. So I want to start mm-hmm. repeating these things that I'm hearing as key. So uh, when they talk about these uh, vaccines and it's all of a sudden overnight emergency, no, this is stuff they've been dealing with for a long time period. Another point I, I would say, all the biology classes, all the research classes should be looking at this uh, look at this virus. Uh, because if I could say earlier, the earlier biology was there, but all the classes, all the biology classes, all the science classes, all the medical classes, the major focus should be this virus. Okay, and guess what? Then, it is. My son just gra- graduated with a degree in science, biology, uh, Abel, uh, Abila, I forget the name, in Kansas City, Missouri. But this before mm-hmm. COVID. And he yes. sent me screenshots of yes. his class yes. homework, yes. and they were dealing yes. with the variants of COVID. Yes. Well, well, I tell you what, uh, Pastor Cooper, Miss Rihanna can tell you that the very, very beginning of COVID-19, my message was Mm -hmm. what that COVID-19 meant. That meant Mm -hmm. that was the 19th variant of coronavirus that we have been dealing with, and we've already dealt with 18, and that we've been pushing that that. every... Yes, and and you're right. The key is to repeat, 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 so that people will eventually get it into our head. So... Well, Very that's, good. that's why the former ahead, guy kept saying, well, that's exactly why, you know, the former guy kept saying, China virus, China virus, virus, repeating. And, you know, here on our end, you know, from day one, we had Dr. McKellar giving us a whole history lesson of the SARS <laughs> and how <laughs> this variant came from that. I mean, well-educated, right. well-versed uh, right. on, on right. how this, you know, but you're right, those, those um, if you can put it on a bumper sticker and say it yeah. over and over and over, we can do that with good messaging 
just like they did Absolutely. with horrible, horrible messages. Perfect. 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 Well, you know, he was booed this weekend uh, uh, for telling everybody to get vaccinated. That's yeah, we saw that. <laughs> but then you know he's such a messenger. He said, "Yeah, but I'm not trying to tell. See, I'm not trying to tell right. you what to do. But I, but I took it. But I took it, and I'm, oh, I'm fine. You know, that's how he kind of ended that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he backed out. But he knows he, he can't tame right that thing, monster. But he backed out. But right. He backed out. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so Pastor Cliff, anything else you want to tell us about? I just wanted to bring you in. Uh, I, I know that you probably uh, you've been traveling and moving about all over the place, and so uh, we won't keep you unless you want to stay. But if there's anything else that you'd like to share uh, with us in regards to the campus, uh, and, and and I love what Pastor Cooper says that that uh, Dr. Crosby is the mayor of uh, Piney Woods. So, uh, so give our very <laughs> yeah, best to the yeah, mayor. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's pretty pretty neat, and um, and and just let him know that that we have plans, we have big plans for uh, to help uh, to promote that amazing school. Any any other comments or anything else you want to share with us? And so you like the campus, and it's a beautiful place down there, huh? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, well, I I saw uh, Dr. Crosley a little bit earlier, and he, the first thing he said, I, I, I want to get back down to Tyler soon. <laughs> and so he was really impressed with, with Tyler. And I, I too, you know, received an extra blessing, that being my hometown. Uh, it was just such a blessing to me. Uh, so I just see God's hand in this. Uh, that's, that's what I see. And I, I do believe that, uh, what you're doing, uh, Dr. McKellar and, and, and Pastor Cooper and, and uh, Rihanna, everyone that you all are doing such a mighty work with the radio show. You're talking about the coronavirus. You're talking about politics. You're, you're addressing these uh, things that need to be uh, talked about. Um, and so I'm, I'm truly impressed. I would love to come back on and, and, and share uh, whenever you want me to come on, I'm available. Uh, but um, I do want to share Open one invitation. thing about the campus. <laughs> okay. That's right. Thank Open you very invitation. much. That's right. And, and here's what we also do, uh, thanks to Ms. Rihanna. She connects uh, both of our radio shows, uh, one into the other, because we have a whole different audience on Thursday as we have on Monday, because we're, we're uh, headquartered out of Houston, Texas, on, on, on Thursday, excuse me, strike that, on Monday night, and uh, headquartered out of, well, well, actually kind of headquartered out of Houston as well on Thursday, even though we're in East, East Texas and Deep East Texas, but, but the headquarters for a KGLD actually is out of Houston, Texas, but it has eight stations all across Texas. So we're everywhere, wow. but we have a different, uh, different listening audience from various locations. So Ms. Rihanna keeps us connected, the two stations connected to each other. Uh, we, we thank uh, Chief thank Ron so Spikes. Uh, who is the uh, who is our chief out of uh, Houston for the Monday night show? And he he basically listens in. He doesn't uh, always say anything, but but he always listens in to the show. And sometimes we can pull him in uh, to uh, mm-hmm. to have a few words to say, especially when Miss Miss Rihanna needs him. He'll he'll show up and and spend the evening with us. But 
But we just want you to know that the, that we're 100% supportive of the Piney Woods Boarding School of Mississippi. So, yes, that yes. Yes, yes. But thank you. For, I do want to let you all know. Go ahead. Um, do want to let you all know that we do have some free scholarships available, and uh, they're going to be still accepting students up through October. So if you okay. know of any students uh, that uh, would like to uh, come to Piney Woods, feel free to go ahead and, and submit their application, and they can go on to our website, pineywoods.org pineywoods.org. So I don't want anyone to miss out and think that just because we've started the semester that they missed out for this fall semester, and then we will also um, be recruiting students for the winter uh, semester as well. Great. And so the beauty of this school is that I love the ratio that uh, that Pastor Cliff uh, shared with us and how much uh, one-on-one attention that these students get, which you just don't get that uh, in, in regular schools because you're going to have something like 25 to 30 uh, students to one uh, educator uh, in, in our, well, in our public schools. So uh, so that's great to know. And then we're going to make sure that you are, are closely uh, kept up in connection with the uh, foster uh, foster care program. And those those were some of the people, yes. the foster care program and the cost of people that we have uh, on, um, on location with us on Thursday because there are some students that they have in their possession that, that in their, under their auspices that are not trouble students. We're not trying to send trouble students because I love what Dr. Crosby said. He says, if your students come and they cause us trouble, we're going to send them back to you and let you deal with their <laughs> <Yeah>. trouble. <laughs> so that's very good. But thank you, uh, Pastor Cliff. Uh, we, we're going to actually uh, talk. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in Afghanistan and, and uh, those kinds of things. That's going to be our second half. But before we end on uh, what we've been talking about in the COVID and everything, I want to make this announcement because the one thing that we know we have to continue, and that is to do our testing, do our testing. And so the uh, so there will be a testing, a free free giveaways and a free testing. Uh, the University of Texas Health Science Center uh, has a big, big grant, and uh, and it's going to be at Tyler's uh, Take Care is what that grant's called, and it's a Texas program that's offering the free saliva testing to all adults, and that's going to be at Kids Kids Depot uh, Learning Academy, and that's going to be August the 30th, 2021, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., located at 2420 North Border Avenue here in Tyler, Texas. That's right here in my district. And so uh, I know that a lot of people uh, complained about uh, the deep, I call it the deep dive uh, testing, where they go way back into the nasal passage. Mm-hmm. And But this is a saliva drawn test and so um, so that's going to be held once again on the 30th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. and so I say this all the time and, and Dr. Amy you probably would agree with me and and mm-hmm. that if, if the bulk of us went out and got tested 
uh, there's no telling what we may find. You know, I know exactly. we stopped probably te- stopped testing simply because we got our we got our vaccines and all that. Uh, but right. there's still a little breakthrough sometimes. That just right. remember, these are a 94 to 95 percent advocacy rate. So there's still that little bitty percentage there. And with people, so many people being unvaccinated, uh, exactly. you may have a breakthrough, right, Dr. Hagney? You may mm-hmm. have a little breakthrough, that's, that's so and, and you may end up uh, having a positive. So, so continue to get those testing. Continue to do all the things that uh, you need to do in order to stay safe. So. Now, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in Afghanistan. And so uh, Ms. Rihanna opened the show tonight uh, with her uh, compassion plea. And so let's just dialogue on what you think should happen uh, from your perspective with what's going on in Afghanistan. Now, we know that this is a 20-year war that's been going on for a long, 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 long time. And I served Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, which is Afghanistan, Iraq and Afghanistan war. And so so you hear different uh, different explanations, different types of, uh, of feelings from from people, you know, some saying, look, you know, at some point in time we have to walk away. And, and then I, I thought about this, uh, and I'm just going to open up. And then after that we'll, we can go do a round robin, and, and I hate that uh, Mr. Arthur can't jump in and because every time he comes in, I don't know what, what it is lately with his phone, but it's not coming through very clearly. But he's a military man as well, Dr. Hagney, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Arthur, and myself. And so um, – so I, I, I think about all of the people. First of all, let me back up. If, in fact, if we didn't have those people translating for us, we would be in a pickle, right? Uh, we mm-hmm. wouldn't know what was being said. We wouldn't know the language. We wouldn't know what, where, how close the Taliban was to us. We just would not know anything that was going on. So we had... In our embassies, we have people, and this not just not just in Afghanistan and Iraq and other, but we have this all over the world, right? We have embassies set up where where people uh, can go if you're if you're in some country and you have an issue, American people can go to that embassy and try to get things straightened out. If you work in those areas, uh, you keep connected to the embassy and all of that. So my point is that if we didn't have translators and people helping us uh, to navigate through wartime and just navigating through uh, what's going on day-to-day operation, period, we'd be in a pickle. So Mm -hmm. my question Mm -hmm. to you all tonight, uh, and and Mr. Arthur, you may come in and and try to give us some answers, uh, but what, how would you handle this any differently from what uh, President Biden has done. Because I can share with you, because there's so many people, think about this as we're discussing this. If I said I didn't announce anything in the media, the media didn't know anything about what was going on. But if I have a large group of people that I'm trying to get to the airport, or I'm trying to get down the streets to get to the airport, or they come in from different directions to come and go and go to one place and get that would draw somebody's attention, right? Because you, it's not like that you, you, it would take forever to get 10, 20 people at a time. 
to get them on an airplane to send them back, right? So the question is, how would you handle that? And, Mr. Arthur, I'm going to start with you. If you can try to come in and and give us dialogue okay, can you hear with me us now? a little bit. I can. Very good. You're yes. very clear. Stay right there. Stay right there. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Now, now, first of all, I don't know if you saw the expose this evening, but, I mean, it was set, I mean, like, uh, uh, what's that, what's Trump's boy name? They sabotaged Pompeo. this whole thing. This was a setup. This was a setup. And from Stephen Miller, that's right. So, so, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, they gave they they gave away the store before all this even happened. They didn't even yeah. Rumsfeld had an opportunity to you know sell the whole thing, but he said, "No, nah, I want un- unconditional surrender." And, and now this is what we got. So basically, I've been saying, first of all, it was a setup from the beginning. Now what he could now, now the only thing I thought he could have did because, like they said, look, if he would have went and said, "Oh, I'm taking all that out." Right. Well, if Peter did that, then then something else would have happened, you know, because they would have saw the stuffing out. So, so it, it, the box is we've been there 20 years, uh, uh, spent, you know, based on folks in trees, uh, uh, and, 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 they Trump negotiated. Okay, store. They had no, you know. I mean, you know, it was a setup. You know, it, it ain't gonna be crisp. You know, it's no nice way to. There's no nice way to say it. You know, it was gonna be ugly. It was gonna be ugly either this way or gonna be ugly if they try to sneak all. They try to sneak all the stuff out. You know, get all that stuff out. Uh, it was gonna be ugly because then it was so turn. So, you know, what do? It was going to be ugly as a setup okay. from the beginning. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Pastor Cooper? Well, again, uh, after you deal with a 20-year war, it, it, it's like you inherited something horrible, and everybody's trying to give uh, President Biden a hard time because he's been in the Senate for so long, but still that's not, you don't have the ultimate decision. And he is familiar with it, and he knows that there's really no way out of this thing without getting your hands dirty. And uh, I, I like the stance he's taking on it. And, and I kind of said the other night, I said, you know, put on your big boy pants. You, you, you wanted this position, and he got it. And he came back with another uh, television interview, and, and he did that. And, and he stood firm, and he said, we, we have to do what we have to do. Uh, he decided to fly more folks out of there, and you look at it, B plan, C plan, D plan. But there's really no way to end a 20-year war. How do you end it? I mean, it's like uh, being a president inheriting uh, Vietnam. Uh, uh, What do you do at that point? So you have to go forward because it's not our territory. I think it's China and someone else is involved in that area. So uh, there's just no way out of this uh, a good way. Just do the best you can, and and let's move on. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Hack. Hey, Mike. Go ahead. Yes. Great gifts. Okay, name, passion, and then connection here. What a group we got. Not sure what he said, but he addressed me. Uh, man, I wish I knew what he said. I know. So, okay. you actually. I, they had compassion. They had compassion. You hear me? You said they had compassion. You said they had compassion. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, if they had if America had compassion for our own people here, everything, you know, we have one country. Sound like you're saying if America had a compassion like they have for these folks over there, we have a better country. Yeah, maybe that's what he said. <laughs> if if we, it, yeah, that sounds like exactly what he said. That if 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 we had as much compassion for us here in America as we have for other countries, we would have a better country. Is that right, Mr. Arthur? Yeah, yeah. I think he's saying yeah. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. know our brother. Yeah, we know. We know. Our That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hadden, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll like to agree with uh, what Ms. Rihanna said. The situation we're in now is uh, we have to help the individuals, uh, whatever it takes to, to help them into this country, into another country. Uh, that is that is that is really, to a certain extent, probably the best we can do at this time. Open our hearts, open our open our border with sympathy and help and and everything they need. Those that they can get out, we have to save those. Uh, and so that's I think that's basically the only option we have right now. Uh, is to stay close. Well, guys, I I'm going to go to Mr. Allen next, but I I, I think about. I saw all those people running underneath the airplane, and I thought, first of all, I thought, how dangerous, and then I thought, how desperate, and then I thought, I, by any means necessary, I thought about Malcolm X, by any means necessary, we would all be trying to get out of that right. dangerous right. place, right? Right, We'd all right. Be, mm-hmm. we, just like the people at the border here on our southern border. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if I'm in danger and my children are in danger, uh, a mother mm-hmm. and a father is not going to stop until they can bring their kids right. themselves to safety, right? right? And right. even if they have mm-hmm. to send their kids to safety and then they stay behind, uh, right. at least they, they tried to save their children if they couldn't save their mm-hmm. children and themselves as well. Exactly. But, I, but you guys, I'm sure you saw the... Uh, uh, hundreds of people running behind an airplane. Yes, yes. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Impo- impossible. There, I mean, but what could you do? But that's that desperation that yep. that somebody right. was talking about, that mm-hmm. of wanting to, to save their lives and, and get to safety. But keep in mind, guys, just keep this in mind as we're discussing this. There are thousands and thousands of people that, See, when we move into these countries and we establish our embassies and set up, we bring in tons and tons of people to work every single day uh, throughout these these countries. And so, right. so there are a lot of people that don't understand uh, the connections of why we establish ourselves in these countries around the world. Uh, we live in a global society, number one. And then number two, uh, America works toward keeping us at peace, keeping keeping war off of our territory, right? And then that, that, that was the issue with 9-11 
war came to this country. And so when, when 9-11 happened, I knew that we were going to war. And, I, and we were flying mm-hmm. in. We were flying into uh, to Houston, and when I when we hit the ground and we heard that, no, we heard it in the air. And we and, and the first thing I said to my battle buddy that stood next to me, we're going to war. We mm-hmm. are going to some somebody has invaded America. Somebody has been able to cross the big pond and get over into our lives and trying to destroy America. We're going to war. Go ahead, Miss mm-hmm. Rihanna, and, and, and if you're not speaking, if you if you mute that, because we can hear all your background noise and everything that's going on. So put your phone on mute, please. Thank you. Um, you know, I just I don't know that anything could have been done differently. You know, it's always so easy. Miss Rihanna, could you mute uh, that line, please? Ms. Rihanna, can you uh, mute not, that line? Let me look. I'm not sure which line from. it is. So let me just give everybody a chance. Everybody, if you're not speaking, please press mute on your phone. We're getting a bunch of feedback. And then you can unmute whenever you start to speak again. But maybe Otherwise, I'm going to have to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to have to try some lines here. Um, but yeah, so, um, I I just, you know, I'm not an, any kind of an expert on, um, foreign policy, obviously, or anything like that. I don't know if it could have been done any better. Um, you know, we've just been there so long that it's kind of like, you know, they said from the beginning, you break it, you buy it. Um, well, that's kind of our our thing anyway, <laughs> you know. As Americans, um, that we don't we don't have a people. We are every people. Um, it didn't work the way that we tried to do it. So now it is our moral responsibility to encourage other countries to take some of these people in. Uh, set a good example of what a democracy looks like and start treating people better here at home, for example. To do, you know, that octopus that Dr. Hackney talks about, we need to be working that model here. If we want to make things better, uh, this debacle of the exit, um, the last 20 years that that didn't uh, prove the, you know, fruitful in the way that we wanted it to, okay, let's try something different. Let's be who we're supposed to be. Let's be a shining example of what a, uh, an equality looks like, of what a democracy looks like, of, of what it looks like to give back and to make sure that, that refugees from anywhere on this planet have a chance to come here, that we encourage other uh, countries to take in refugees, uh, into their um, countries and become part of their uh, democracies or, or countries. And, you know, just, it's just, it's, that's our responsibility. So it didn't work the way that we tried to militarily. So, okay, uh, plan B. <laughs> Let's be who we're supposed to be. 
let's take care of the humanitarian crisis and be a good example to other countries so that they can participate uh, in giving back and, and opening up their doors to refugees. And, you know, let's just be who we're supposed to be here at home and to the rest of the world. We're, we're supposed to be of we're, – we're not just a global, uh, you know, society as a world population – we are literally a global society here. We're so great because we're everyone. Uh, we just got to live up to that. Very good. Okay. Well, I, I tell you, I um, I reflect back and I think about the war and all the people that uh, that didn't make it and all the soldiers that we put in body bags and sent back and then all the the major burns uh, that we saw and 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 as we tried to wash and clean uh, the debris the dead tissue uh, from the uh, soldiers as they were in ICU units and then you know you could you could only give them X amount of Drugs. Dr. Hagney can tell you you can only you can only uh, you can only shoot them with so much morphine and only so much yes. uh, Demerol or whatever it is that you're going to give right. to them because you don't want to uh, get rid of them by overdosing them. So so right. you can never you can never get them to the point, Dr. Hagney, where where the pain was not incredible. But exactly. but we knew that we had to wash that tissue off that old dead mm-hmm. tissue from the burns we knew we had mm-hmm. to put them in that in that tub and wash them and yes. get the tissue yes. off so that that fresh new tissue could come forth and they could begin mm-hmm. to heal and then we could do uh, a skin draft uh, grafts and mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. for a long 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 time uh, I could I could see that and hear that, and even when you get off duty and and you go back mm-hmm. to your quarters and and uh, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't put that aside, you, you may still hear uh, the cries, mm-hmm. but you know that there were, you were limited on how much care you could yes, provide for them. Yes, so you know, with all that you, being said, go, yes, go ahead, Doctor. I'd like to say, Doctor uh, McKella. There are a lot of procedures, as you well know, that we are saving lives now, simply because what we learned, what you just described, what you just described on the battlefield, uh, dealing with dealing with burns and uh, other injuries, all that. Our current healthcare system owes oh, what we learned in the battleground. The area you described, the 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 type of facilities. You have to operate under those field hospitals, under those all those conditions, and yeah, they we are ben, we we are benefiting what was taught, what was learned on the battlefield. I I, I, I my heart go out to all those people you just tried. We're doing what we're doing now because what happened, what we learned in the battlefields. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, now, brother Arthur sent this message out to us. He said, uh, "America's in," and I'm quoting. America's in trouble. Uh, America don't want its own desperate folks. America created the desperation you see on TV behind lies and financial gains for the oligarchs. For the People Act must pass or the troubles will be big and a big mess. This war is real. 
that's quote from that's the right. author. Wow. Yep. That's wow. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it really is that basic and that raw. I mean, that it 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 really is. That's not hyperbolic to say at all. No. That's right. At it's, all. It's, this it's real, and the lives of people. It's real. We, mm-hmm. We're not. We're, we're talking about the lives, human lives. Yes. Is what we're talking right. about. And we, we we have to continue to have that compassion. But I understand exactly what Mr. Arthur is talking about. And but I, and I also I think about the veterans that I used to see prior to COVID uh, at the Veterans Hospital every week, and and some of them are. It's almost like they're there, but they're not there. You know, they mm-hmm. they have not mm-hmm. gotten past uh, some of their right. experiences and and all of that. And that's why I, I I'm a big proponent of preventive medicine. And mm-hmm. I say this all the time that we have to prevent something from happening before it happens. So we have mm-hmm. to make sure that that many people did not go to uh, uh, a um, grief class or go to a PTSD uh, uh, class and to to prepare you for what may come after you leave uh, off the battlefield, after you leave out of wartime, uh, because you can't help but to, uh, to relive uh, these things that you saw and you mm-hmm. experienced in your life. So we have to be proactive and not reactive, right? Well, many, many right. were not proactive, so now they're reacting. Uh, that's why they're dealing with the uh, PTSD and the depression mm-hmm. and, and all of the right. various things that they're hearing and things uh, in their minds. And many of them uh, become homeless and many of them uh, went to the streets and, 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 and thinking that they're still out there in the battlefield. I, I can tell right. you, I remember the young man here in Tyler, Texas, I'm, I'm going to tell you, he was a Vietnam veteran. And every time we have this conversation or every time I think about this young man, uh, it breaks my heart uh, because he he had on his fatigue and his gear every single day, and he sat there on Gentry Parkway at the gas station every single day, every day, all day. And then these three guys came through one day and poured one evening, poured gas on him, and set him on oh fire. God. Oh, my God. Yes. And then we shipped him oh. out to uh, Parkland Hospital where oh. I trained. I said I've never seen anything. Uh, I, I've, I've practiced in a lot of places for 50 years, but I've never seen some of the things that I saw at Parkland Hospital doing my training there. Mm-hmm. And so they rushed him up there to the burn unit and everything, and he saw that he was not, and he was not homeless. He had a home right here in North Tyler in my district. But because he felt that he was out on the battlefield still saving mm-hmm. lives in the Viet Cong jungle where he served, mm-hmm. so he sat out there. Mm-hmm. And then he asked them, he says, take me back, take me home. I want to die at home. Mm-hmm. And he died, he, they brought him back to Tyler. He died in his home here. And now they finally had a trial and sent those three uh, fellows to uh, just just the racial issue 
but sent them mm. to prison. But these are the kinds of stories that you think about when you see uh, people who have experienced uh, discomfort from war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And Dr. Go ahead, Keller, and all all yes, the sir. veterans, everybody on the line. I just I want to share that the reason that I was am so upset and started off the way that I did, and and stuck on this, not just the refugees, but how some people in this country are talking about this and behaving about this. Correct. Um, uh, about the refugee situation, the Afghan situation, and quite frankly, uh, racial issues here at home, just mm-hmm. injustice mm-hmm. issues here at home. It seems to be the mm-hmm. same people. It's because people who I love very much, um, who are have been brainwashed over the years by Fox News, um, mm-hmm. and are otherwise. Uh, good people, quote unquote, <laughs> um, right, right. actually were spouting this rhetoric tonight, uh, before the mm. show. And wow. you know, well well they're they're wanting to uh, bring these people over here and you know first of all, you know, if you're a Christian, if you're a good person in general, if you're a secular right. humanist, if you care about human beings mm-hmm. I don't know Correct. how that can be your view at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And mm-hmm. second of all, um, how how do you honor veterans in general, and particularly veterans of this theater who are leaving? Yes. How do you honor them if you just shut the door? I mean, were they over there because they didn't care about these people? Were they over there because they don't care about voting rights over here? Were they over there because, you know, I mean, don't we honor them by making this mean something, by standing up for our ideals and values, by Mm -hmm. both accepting refugees and, you know, getting it together here at home? I, I just the whole thing, you know. That's why it bothered me. And you know, you guys have just all hit it right on the head. And that, I realized that that ultimately is why it bothered me so much. Why it does. Well, bother you, me well you know, so you actually go ahead, Pastor Cooper. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I'm I'm agreeing with her, but, but it was amazing yeah. that, that their talk about how you shouldn't have the kind of compassion you have and, and be concerned with these these lives, these individuals, these humans, these people. Uh, but yet, when you look at Germany and Japan, the places yeah. we left, they're better for it after the war. Yeah, so certainly. we really hadn't done what we what we need to. Matter of fact, the, the joke was in my industry is that if, if you want a, a, a well built automobile, is that we need to go to war and become as art with those <laughs> individuals, and then we'll leave them, and we get you. We, we always drive Mercedes Benz and Toyota. Mercedes Benz taxi cabs over in Israel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we held their feet to the fire to do that. We're yeah, the reason yeah. that you don't in Germany. You don't go to Adolf Hitler High School, but you go to Robert right. High exactly. School here. I mean, we're the reason, exactly. but we don't do it exactly. here. Exactly correct. That's what and Brother Arthur was well, saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Yes. And, but obviously yeah. we have some compassion for these people because 
we went there to help them, right? We went over there right. to, help, right. to, to make sure that they are secure. And I think about the women. I really think about the women and the children. And oh, yeah. so, so these right. women now were able to, to live a, a comfortable life and become educated. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. now yeah. uh, do we really know what's going to happen to these women? Do, I mean, do we really believe I, that these women oh. are going to continue to be respected? Go ahead, Dr. Hadney. It sounds like not. You know, when, when you mentioned that, I saw a picture, I think, of young ladies and girls that went to schools, all of the educational programs just to get the young girls in school. They were showing a picture, I yes. think, three or four of them on the bench. Just thinking about the, even the work went into making that happen, and the girls yeah. who graduate through those programs, what's going, what you know, what's going to happen to them? You know that. So that we were there because of that. So we were there for a That's reason. Right. You know, right? So yeah, right. exactly. And and these wow. are the people who we should want to be future Americans. These people, exactly these people. Yes. And, and yes. you know, we th- these are not the. I mean, we shouldn't shut our doors on any anybody just you know out of hand. But I mean, aren't these exactly the people? The people who are so inspired by uh, what we've shown them over there that they're clinging to airplanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you this is who we want to open our doors to. Oh, but they're saying they're the reason they're spreading COVID. They're bringing COVID over here to the United States. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Landing that, in yeah. Texas. Yeah. That reptilian <laughs> brain, you know, there's just no hiding it anymore. There's no hiding it. The, the, the hood is off. They don't care yeah. who sees, and we all see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had lots oh. of COVID going on in this country before uh, before last week, did we? We do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. You know, they 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 know they can't get us on the you know people from south of the border because people from south of the border have high way high vaccination rates when they come That's over right. here for every for everything. You know, unless there's shortages for for vaccines that we hoard, but you know, yeah. anything to point the finger at somebody else. So that they can feel better, so that they can score some political points. So that, you know, it really is that base uh, and, and that Patrick. disgusting. Yeah, Dan exactly. Exactly. Yeah. African Americans, the ones that vote Democrat, are the reason right. why we're not. Yeah. What are we there doing? You go. I mean, what yeah. what type <laughs> of rhetoric is this? I mean, it's just gotten it, it's gotten the, below the bar, below the bar. Mm. Oh ridiculous. my goodness! Yeah. Uh, below below the belt, uh, as a matter of yes. fact. <laughs> yes, yeah. They, yes, they say the quiet, they, the quiet part out loud now. Every time, yes. there you yes. go. Part Every out single loud. time. Yes, yes. That's mm. the world that we're living in right now. And let me tell you, uh, unless more people speak up and stand up against this kind of rhetoric, and yes. say, "No, you're not telling the truth." Uh, then it will continue, and then there will be people out there who believe uh, what uh, Dan Patrick has said, uh, that black folk are responsible uh, for the spread of COVID-19. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at what is the percentage of of African-Americans 
in Texas, and what is the percentage of all ethnic groups? And, Ms. Rihanna, if you can pull out, I have it written down here some. We know how many black people that are in America, excuse me, in Texas, but we're just looking at Texas because it was, uh, it was Dan Patrick that said this. So can you right. pull up those stats and tell us what the number of ethnicities uh, from Caucasian um, down to Asian uh, that are in the in uh, Texas, and so then let's take a look at if you if I have more if I have more money over in my left hand than I do in my right hand, I can buy more from out of this left hand than I can from out of the right hand. The right hand belongs to Miss Rihanna, and the left hand belongs to me, and I got $5,000 in the left hand, and in the right hand is uh, Miss Rihanna's money, and she's got 10000 She can buy more than I can buy because I only have 5000 She's got double the amount. So if I got mm-hmm. double the amount of people, then obviously I'm going to have more of that ethnic group Mm-hmm. For the likelihood mm-hmm. of having COVID nineteen, would you say that's not even that's simple math, right? You're thinking with logic. This is we're talking about Republican <laughs> logic here. Poor people are supposed to do more with less, you know, and and uh, you know, a smaller population of people is obviously the reason for all your problems, whether it be COVID or you know, I mean, it's just whatever. It's all backwards. There's a different math in it. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's fuzzy, that fuzzy math. Which one of the presidents yeah. talked about that fuzzy math? Fuzzy <laughs> math. That's right. Yes, that's, that's right. Math. That math but, that doesn't add up. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. And I, I have the breakdown from the 2010 census. Uh, that's Wait, the earliest work. one that comes up. In Texas, white Americans are 70.4%. No, uh, no. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, black or African American, eleven point eight percent. Now, there's the problematic percentage right there. there obviously, there you, go. there you go from seventy percent to eleven percent. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. And we, okay. we see. By the way, we see those all those Karen videos from Texas. People complaining how <laughs> it's tyranny to wear a mask. It's tyranny to make me get a vaccine. But I'm sure it's the it's this what 11.8 percent that's the real problem. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So there it is. That, those are the numbers that I, I wanted to bring forward. Those are the numbers. Don't let them fool you. There are a lot of people out there getting vaccinated that are Democrats. There are a lot of folks out there that are not Democrats getting vaccinated. Well, mm-hmm. well you Super U100 because I, I had to, we had to run some folk out of the lines here in Tyler, Texas yeah. that was coming from everywhere. And then there was some mm-hmm. African Americans who were trying to get on the list. They had, they were signing up on three or four or five different lists, but couldn't get in to get their vaccines. But we had people coming from San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, mm-hmm. and getting in, in at the front of the line. And so when we discovered mm-hmm. these things that was going on, we had to put a, a halt to that. Yeah. It was uh-huh. not right. was not right. But now that we, we, we got all these approvals, uh, got the approvals, and, and then Moderna's coming down the pipe, uh, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Hagney, we may see it, may see it pick back up uh, oh, yeah. once again. Uh, yeah. 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 That's true. These two clinics we saw this weekend, that was definitely a case. When you add all the other categories for that, it's going to be enormous. And I tell you, like we, we, like I said earlier, we have requests for ten sites, 
And uh, so I mean, sorry, six sites. So people are wanting the vaccination. They want it. They want the facilities in place. And so it's changing. So we're going to see a, a, a volume in individuals getting vaccines. But we just have to be out there in those rural areas, in those rural churches. That's right. And uh, be there for them. That's right. Absolutely. I, I have a question about the vaccine, actually, um, okay. that I should have just looked it up, but it's probably good to bring it up on the air so we can all look it up and talk together. Uh, okay. Is it now recommended that you do go ahead and get that third shot as a booster? Is is that officially recommended well, now? No. See, that, 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 that needs to be clarified. See, the okay. reason why, the, well, back to um, why you would need a booster potentially when we're looking at the Duane uh, immune response to the vaccines earlier. We begin to see, and this is, this is coming out of the Israel study, where they were seeing around at eight months, we're seeing it uh, sort of decreasing in the immune response to the right. initial vaccine. Mm-hmm. But what we have to so, so what we have to identify uh, is that the uh, once approval after the twentieth would be individual who are immune suppressed that would be in okay. front of the line so to speak because the reason why that's the case is because that group so that's in the case so also it's confirmed and when we look at these virus the history and what it's doing time is showing us what it's doing. So when the discussion mm-hmm. about boosters after the 20th will be uh, there are concern about the timeline on the boosters, but what the discussion is because there are so many people who have not had their first uh, vaccination. And so okay. that, that, that started a concern that first uh, vaccination first, and that's why the requirement to happen today with Pfizer that companies and organizations are demanding or employee airlines to get that first shot because we don't, and, and also we have to regulate those boosters, make sure they are given after the 20th and, and in time. So that's that's what is indicating the longevity, the uh, immune length of these vaccines, and we're seeing that, and that's what's coming out. There are some criticisms that we're using the the uh, Israel data and everything, but they have one, they have been using boosters earlier. So that's the combination. So yes, we are heading that direction. But we have to okay. monitor how and who we give the boosters to. Right. Okay. So we we don't want people going in for a booster if it's not recommended because we don't want shortages on the front end for first exactly. shots. Exactly. Okay. Got exactly. it. Got it. There you go. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. And then the bo- boosters boosters kind of serves. It's it's like the the flu shot. We get the flu shot each year. The booster vaccine is kind of a a, a reminder to our immune system that we want to keep it our immune system at a certain level uh, to mm-hmm, fight against mm-hmm. uh, disease so, okay. so right. it would just kind of uh, uh, spur and spark up our immune system uh, and right. like Dr. Hadden said it, it don't run out let, let them tell you when it when you need to have uh, a booster because everybody may not have a poor immune system uh, you know so down the line I think eventually it's going to happen that we all are going to end up with that with that booster. But for right now, unless you have a, a deficient immune system, then they're not recommending, right, that you That's get correct. that. Uh, that, that That's correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you. 
we'll 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 keep following and we'll keep up with that. Oh yes, what, what is going on? <laughs> we'll, we'll keep the people educated and abreast of everything. Yes, the yes, beauty yes. of it, and there's there's monies, there's resources out there, there's grant monies that uh, sending out the information out to the rural communities, and and so so hopefully we'll all get funded, uh, Dr. Cagney, and so that we can make sure that we get the information out there. So Mr. Arthur says, you know, the census was rigged just like our economy. White to minorities on the census. Texas was thirty nine percent white, thirty nine percent Hispanic. Uh, Texas gained 4 million folks and 95% were minorities. Now, we the, the, the problem that I, that I have, I think we got, did we get three new seats in Texas, uh, Mr. Arthur? I think it's and, two. And Dr. Is, is it two? Just two? Okay. I think it's so, two. Uh, only two. Okay. Well, we know that we have enough people in in Texas to get more than two seats. And we right. certainly have to watch the way that they draw those lines as, you know, in September is when we are actually going to get the official, which that's just a few days away. Uh, and then we'll begin working on drawing the lines here uh, in our in our communities and then all across Texas, the uh, city council and and the uh, mayors and all that will be drawing the lines for the city. Uh, and so, uh, so I, I, I want to make sure that, that, I mean, it, it's not that difficult to, I mean, I don't know why we have to uh, twist and turn and curve around the co- corner and, and all that when we got main thoroughfares and I'm going to use my own city for an example. We get, we have a main thoroughfare called front street. We have a main thoroughfare called Irwin street. These are straight shots. We have a main street called Gentry Parkway. And so why we have to curve in and let me just share with you that, uh, you can have a street right here in North Tyler, and a District 2 may pick up two houses off of that street, and I may pick up uh, two houses depending upon which block. So, But you got a main thoroughfare called Gentry Parkway. Why you got a curve all in? Actually, District 2 should not marry over into District 3 the way it, the way it is happening right now and it's just a form of gerrymandering so it makes no sense uh, I say let's get some of these fifth graders if we can't figure out how to do this let's get some of these mm-hmm. fifth graders in here to draw these lines because I guarantee you they'll have them drawn and it won't take them very long to do it go ahead anybody <laughs> and you won't have a bunch of Louis Gomers either <laughs> there you if go. you draw them the right way <laughs> exactly correct that's right. Talking a bunch of foolishness on the house floor. Oh, when will he stop? When will he stop? Yeah, He's uh, going to stop. Well, when we when we get to the polls to vote. Go ahead and Vote right. him out. No, you're right. Vote him out. Vote yes. Him. Vote him yes. out. Yes. Speaking speaking of, we, we're right here in Texas, so uh, Pastor Cooper, uh, Dr. Hagney, Miss Rihanna, and Miss Arthur. Let's talk about let's talk about our. House of Representatives that went up to Washington, D.C., and if we have a quorum uh, and, and how we're looking here, I think we had somebody else to come from from Washington down to, back down to Texas. Did we not? Did we have one of our representatives to come home? I think it was three representatives and two of them, I think, mm-hmm. were out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Give them a quorum. 
to give him a corn. So what does that mean? What's been ready to happen? They gave him a quorum to vote that voters feel is going to, what's going to happen? Hmm. Are we going to be able to vote? Hmm. Look at Harris County. Harris County wants 24-7 voting privileges. And rightfully so it should be. And I, I tell you, the, the beautiful thing with, uh, with the um, VA hospital is that they have tons of people working in that hospital every day. 24/7. They have voting booths set up right there so that people can come downstairs on their lunch break or on their break or whatever, or if when they get off duty and on their way home, they can vote right there. We're supposed to be making voting easier for people to achieve and not more difficult, right? Right. That's right. right. Absolutely. So why? So if we have a city the size of Houston, Texas. You have to do a little bit more in Houston, Texas, than you would would have to do in Tyler, Texas, right? I tell you what, when I go to when I go to Houston, Texas, it takes me once I get into Houston, it takes me an hour and a half to get across uh, to the location where I'm trying to get to. That's once I yeah, get right. into Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you imagine not having voting booths set up everywhere in Houston, Texas? Right. But plus, you know, with Harris County, they've annexed so many areas around the Umbo, Tascadita, yeah. Woodland, That's Kingwood. It. That's All it. of that is encompasses of that area. And I mean, it's the area I have to deal with to get out of southeast Texas. I have to cross through that area. And you can be stuck there for two hours just going from there you go. uh, east 10 to west 10 oh, yeah. before That's you make true. it out. That's, <laughs> That's true. Exactly That's correct. true. That's correct. Traffic is horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> I think I missed the the first part of this. Obviously, we're talking about how they're trying to limit the number of places where you can just buy a gun in the Houston area. That's what we're talking about, right? No. That's what they're trying to do? That was a good one. (laughs) Yes, of course. Did I miss something? (laughs) You sure did. That's funny. After September, it would be very easy to purchase a gun. Very easy. That's right. right. Very easy. You you may be able to go through the drive-thru at McDonald's and grab you one. And grab the burger. So let's just right. make voting just like purchasing a gun. Let's let's wear That's our exactly uh, voting yeah. card it. on our hip That's and let's go That's ahead and it. vote anywhere we can. Stop mm. anywhere in we can. And vote. There you Stop go. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> yeah, you sure don't find a lot of people at Chick Fil A, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, meddling now. See, I'm being messy. Yeah. That was on me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If we if we could if we could send out there and vaccinate all those people that come through Chick Fil A, well, listen, mm-hmm. we'd be doing oh, wow. we'd be doing That's a so. major task, a major task. They mm-hmm. they love that Chick Fil A. Well, I'm gonna give them a restaurant <laughs> to love, and it's called a Taste oh. of North Delight. And in a very few weeks, we're gonna open the door to some amazing food. Uh, there at uh, 403 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, right next door to the Texas African American Museum. And we have some amazing chefs, some top chefs that have worked in the industry, that have gone to school and educated themselves 
culinary schools and hospitality school, uh, majoring in, in college and, and getting their hospitality degrees because, you know, the big that's a major industry in that hospitality, uh, the service industry, and the hotels. And this past Saturday, some of my friends actually went to to the JW Marriott uh, there in was it Plano? Uh, it may have been yeah, it was Plano. And there was 450 of them that attended that conference, and they were in this massive, massive uh, ballroom. Uh, they were spread all out every place. They, they Every time they got off of the elevator, the elevators were wiped down, washed down. Uh, they, they, I mean, they couldn't take off a mask, period, until they just uh, uh, they had the opportunity to eat. Uh, that's the only thing that they did do is eat. Hold, hold on. Take over, Ms. Rihanna, uh, just one second, and I'm taking yes, this call. Ma'am. Take over. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, well, I'm in Kentucky, so I can't go on about exactly what Dr. McKellar was talking about. If any of the Texans were were there, please uh, please add your comments. But if not, then uh, we can just let's she's see talking what about Mr. the Arthur's new restaurant. It, it, uh, yes. Was she talking? Cause I, okay, because I lost contact for a minute. But it's right there next uh, door to the African American Museum, and it's a right. beautiful building there. They get ready to open up. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Matter of fact, uh, one Sunday I'm going to spend some time out there uh, with my campaign anyway, and that's what I want to finish up and, and, and eat dinner uh, once they get mm-hmm. open and mm-hmm. going. Well, very good. I'm, I'm back, uh, Pat Cooper, and yes, and uh, we want you to do that because we're going to have a Sunday brunch uh, from 11 oh, o'clock until 5 p.m. I'll bring my wife. And she it's going to be. Uh, they, there you go, and it's going to be fine dining. But let me just tell you that I have the other Dr. McKellar, Professor Daniel McKellar on. Uh, they're oh, just bye. finishing up there. Uh, so she say hello to everybody. She can hear you. I've, I've tapped her in, and she's going to give us a little bit of tidbits on the uh, global summit that started on yesterday. It's been amazing on yesterday and today. Are you there, Professor McKellar? Yes, I am, and thank you so much, Mother, for bringing me in. I was calling to say hello, not realizing you were still on the radio, but we are wired now. We have had speakers from all across the country and the world. Uh, The title of the summit, our theme is Lifting as We Climb, Marching Boldly into the New Millennium. And yesterday my mother spoke on No Woman Left Behind, Uh, Today was Mental Health Monday. We've had speakers on postpartum depression. We've Mm. talked about how women deal with addiction differently than men because of physiologic differences. There are some heavy-hitting scholars that are bringing this information, and we're on all social media platforms telling everybody about this summit. So we just wanted to come on and say hello to you. We're on Zoom uh, from 8 in the morning. Our first session is from 8 to noon. We break for lunch for one hour on Central Time. Our second session is 1 to 4, and the final session is 5 to 8, and we just hung up 10 minutes ago. We went almost two hours over. Miss Rihanna is on as well. Uh, Hi, Miss Rihanna. <laughs> hello, hello. 
<laughs> yes, and so Dr. Hagney and then Tyson yes. Cooper and then Mr. Arthur are our, our hosts and co-hosts for, for this Monday night show. But we wanted to uh, wanted you to share with them. It has been outstanding. People from all over the world that's a part of this. There's a, a, a physician from the Netherlands that's going to talk to us about forensic medicine. Uh, it just was outstanding. I mean, I'm, I'm just in awe of listening to all of these brilliant uh, uh, scientists uh, and physicians, and and the, most of them are well, all are all of them people of color. Well, most of them are. There are some who are uh, Caucasian, Anglo-Saxon, but we have Asian, we have Indian, uh, Pacific Islander, a couple of places in West Africa. Mm. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I cool. commend uh, commend my daughter, daughter and uh, Dr. Mc, uh, Sadie uh, McConnor for putting this all together and finding uh, their colleagues. These are colleagues of theirs and school friends of theirs, college friends from all over the nation. And then I, uh, Daniel, I just told them about the late uh, Miss Rosetta Chris. Uh, did you? Down, oh. I did. We we opened up and talked about her so and from Tyler, Texas, uh, who lost her life, uh, and uh, and she's. I, I actually shared the flyer with uh, the team so that they could see a photograph of her and how she came down with COVID and and started having heart discomforts and all of that along the mm-hmm. way. And I want to share with you that one of our sorority sisters, uh, who said she was part, she saw the uh, flyer. And she wanted to tune in, but she couldn't get in. And she really, once she saw Rosetta's uh, face on there, and she has been talking to her family and her aunts, and she's got some cousins. And uh, so they were dialoguing today. And so she reached out to us to say that that their hearts were touched when they saw Rosetta's uh, photograph on the the flyer. But I wanted you Mm. to share uh, some of the things that have been covered uh, and uh, Dr. Hagney is a retired a pharmacist, and then Pastor Cooper is a, uh, well, he, I don't call him retired, but he's a uh, psychologist. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Arthur on there is education. And, of course, you know Ms. Rihanna forever in education. So uh, yes. so these are our team members that are on um, this network on Monday night. Yes, so excellent. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. Um, well, I look um, forward um, to uh, tomorrow is my business. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. I'm impressed with the international component of what they're looking at. So, you know, when you look at healthcare and research, all we call that's so impressive. When you think about pharmaceutical drug developments and all those, it's just amazing. We have to connect all the countries together when we look at the equity and disparity in healthcare. And I'm very interested in also uh, the healthcare in uh, doing slavery on the plantation in America and particularly in Texas. I'm talking with some groups about looking at that. Uh, the healthcare, actually we're talking about black healthcare in Texas during the, uh, the plantation and after the plantation era because I think that's a history has not been really totally explained. Uh, healthcare was provided on the plantations and after that through all the midwives and all that, I think we need to recognize those ladies who played a major significant role to uh, our history, uh, when we speak, uh, particularly in Texas, as it relates to health care that we saw, that was experienced on the plantation, and also see how that health care, there are some similarities that we experience in Texas. We think about equity and disparity of health care 
uh, sort of some there are some similar factors. Good. I'm telling you, you, you missed today. It's, it's all of this, our graphics team does a great job with our YouTube channel. The whole week will be streamed on our YouTube, but we have a lot of personal testimonies and personal sharing that we have to edit out and put that on a private file. But it would probably take them about two weeks once this event is over to get it out on YouTube. But I tell you, we talked about all of that today. Today was Mental Health Monday. There were two presentations on racial inequity in healthcare and racial inequity in mental health. And today wow. was another powerful day. Dr. Sadie McConnor and I have the same birthday, the 6th of August, so we're doing this giving back as our birthday gift. And we called all of our friends to help us, but let me tell you, she gave a presentation about 30 slides today. We had two people that called me this morning to say that they probably have COVID and they were nailed to the bed and could not get their head up off the pillow, I had to mm. fill in and give the presentations that I normally give. One was on the role of nutrition, the role of uh, exercise in nutrition mm-hmm. and mental health. So that was mm-hmm. a standard lecture that I do at the medical school, and then I did, I can't even remember, I did two presentations today for people that could not show up, but we had three speakers and then we had two that were out, so... Mm. We're, we're in a global crisis, and the world is short-staffed, so every day we, we wake up and push on. But my dear friend Rosita used to say, if you ask her what was her greatest asset, what, what was the best thing that she liked about herself, and she said, my ability to carry on. So I'm mm. still a little stunned when they told me that she passed away on Tuesday, and somebody says, well, what are we going to do with the summit? I said, well, we've been planning this for seven months. We have to carry on, because that's what Rosita mm. would say. This work is great that we have to do But we really talked about the disparities tonight I talk all the time and write letters And articles rather About Dr. J. Marion Sims And those three slave women Lucy, Betsy, and Anarka Have now become yes. the mothers Of modern gynecology Thanks to some young oh, millennials yeah. That marched around his um, statue, and they wore gowns with red paint on it to signify the fact that he butchered and operated on these slave women who could not mm-hmm. give who could not give consent. How are you going to say no when you're yeah. a slave? So, yes. uh, yes. We make yes. a lot of noise out here, and we bring awareness to these issues. That's awesome. Very good. That's awesome. We will get the numbers over to you, and Mom, I will email you uh, the link we did spend time on Zoom today with their uh, tech support, and people were getting in uh, without an issue today. But I think Zoom really emerged as the leader. They aren't the best platform, but everybody's on them, and I think they don't have the, the best servers. There was there were times that they were slow lagging today, and people went in and out. But for the most part, today was a, a successful day with no uh, technical difficulties. Oh, it was outstanding, yes. I, w- I was able to get on with no problems, and I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I went about my day doing a few things and still listening <laughs> and then back in to Zoom in uh, to see all the beautiful women and, uh, and and the great information that was disseminated out. More, I, I wish that, and I'm glad that this is going to be on YouTube so that so that our people 
can get this information that's most needed. We were talking a little early on, and it's 9.57 and almost time for us to end, but we were talking about early on uh, about the issues that are going on in Kabul and Afghanistan and, and what we saw and experienced uh, with uh, with those great warriors way back in 2002, three and four, uh, when the war first kicked off, and and uh, I, I reflected back to my battle buddy uh, Colonel Rose Hazlick and and the work that we had to do in in sending uh, body bags back to America, and and so I I, I said all the time I I can't deal with a, a lot of foolishness because I. I saw some real life issues happening uh, to, to people that that have stuck with me all the rest of my life. But but to uh, we talked about uh, uh, Professor McKellar talked about uh, the uh, the burns the, uh, the the body burns that we had to place the uh, the soldiers into uh, the tubs and wash all that dead tissue and stuff and. And Dr. Hackney, being a pharmacist, knows that we could only give them X amount of drugs and never enough to stop the pain and the suffering that they dealt with uh, from the IUDs blowing up and and burning uh, major parts of of their body. So a lot of veterans needed to hear your program today on the grieving process. So thank you for coming in and sharing with us. And hopefully, Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk to you very Thank soon. You. <laughs> Thanks. So, all right, guys, well, we're getting down to the end of the show today, and it's been amazing. We've covered lots of territory. Uh, and re- remember, we made the announcement about the Kids Depot, and that's August the 30th from 4 p.m. in the evening until 7 p.m. Uh, to get that um uh, that uh, saliva swab, that saliva testing, uh, so that we can still keep track of what's going on. There's still lots of events going on. People are not being careful. They're not uh, washing their hands and doing all the things that they need to do. Just remember that. It's 10 o'clock, so we're going to turn it over to Miss Rihanna. And thank you, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to spend Monday evenings with you. We always have an amazing time disseminating great information out there to you. So with that being said, we look forward to seeing you on next Monday. And thank you for listening in. And now, Ms. Rihanna, I give it to you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. God bless. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us. 
justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory. Glory. Oh, Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be Good night.